This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, hot mess of a host, Lo Von Arumpf. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a mess, a freaking hot mess. But this hot mess is coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. That's right, y'all. I'm in God's country. Yep, I freaking love it here. No place I'd rather be than here with my lowlifers recording this in one of my favorite places to visit in Los Estados Unidos is Nashville. There's something special here. The people are kind. The food's delicious. And I love getting to see the seasons change. I didn't realize I would love that so much. I'm a California native. I do love a 75 to 80 degree Christmas by the beach. It's nice. That's what I'm used to. Uh, And I'm not complaining. It's amazing. But there's something special. You get in the Christmas spirit when you get to see the leaves change and and the weather gets a little bit colder and you could wear cute coats. And so I'm just embracing it. I got on my cozy sweater. I put on a beautiful coat. I'm just enjoying Nashville, taking it in for all it's worth. Um, I got to be here in October, actually end of October for Halloween. Uh, And I was invited to come back by my little Canadian maple delight, Miss Caitlin Bristow. She's like, Lo, do you want to be a guest on my Off the Vine tour? It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Does a bear shit in the woods? Of course, Queen. Yes, I would absolutely love to be a guest on your show. Uh, So Caitlin is doing this Off the Vine Bryden Dirty Tour. She's celebrating her nuptials to King Jason Tardic and celebrating with her vinos, her listeners. Uh, So she's going to several cities here in the States and uh, doing a live podcast show. And I'm invited to be the guest on her Nashville show, uh, which is tomorrow. I'm so excited, slightly nervous, got little butterflies in my tum-tum. And the thing is, uh, I'm not nervous because I think like I'm going to bomb because it's not, you know, like stand up. You just can go up there and I'm. I'm getting to be on stage with my best friend and, you know, and shoot the shit. And and her listeners are all amazing. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're a Vino, hello, Queen. Hello, King. Welcome. Uh, The Vinos, there's a lot of crossover. Vinos who are also lowlifers. And you are seen, you are appreciated, and you are loved. So if you are in Nashville, Tennessee, and you just so happen to be available, come on out uh, to the show because I would love to meet you. I just get the pre-show butterflies in my stomach because I'm like, oh, God, what if I, like, split my pants on stage or throw up? Yeah, (laughs) because usually when I get nervous, I throw up. Does anyone else have that happen to them? It's been since I was a kid. Whenever I get really nervous, I'll throw up and feel so much better. I just got to get it out of my system, have a quick little vomit moment, and um, then I'm good. It's kind of gross, actually, but. Yeah, it helps. So, yeah, before I go on stage with Caitlin, I'll uh, I'll probably throw up and then, yeah, go out and just have the best show of our lives. Caitlin and I have really cute outfits, matching little bestie outfits, denim on denim. It's like Britney and Justin VMA reference, if you know what I'm talking about. That iconic moment when Justin and Britney wear their matching denim sets. That's what we were inspired by. So we'll be serving that up for you guys in Nashville. So stay tuned for that. I'll be letting you know how the show went. And yeah, if I ended up throwing up on stage or not, hopefully I won't. (laughs) I think it's just going to be a great 
experience with good energy, good people. And yeah, stay tuned for that update. But let's get into today's episode. All right. So today's guest is a very special guest, a low life favorite. One of the highest downloaded episodes I've had is uh, Mr. Jason Tardick. King Jason Tardick is in the building today. I'm actually recording this in his closet. (laughs) Literally in Jason's closet right now. Because the sound, I needed good sound. Caitlin's doing a podcast in the other room. So I'm here using the closet. Um, But he's a guest on today's show. And I love, love having him on. Uh, The thing is, Jason is one of those friends who I consider one of the biggest blessings in life because I was able to become friends with him and get so close to him during a very vulnerable time in my life with the pandemic. I mean, we were all very vulnerable. It was a weird time in life for everybody. But I grew very close to him in a short amount of time because we just spent an insane amount of time together and I didn't get sick of him. Not once did I get sick of Jason Tardick. I just can't get enough. I'm so grateful to have a friend like Jason Tardick in my life because he's definitely somebody I could trust. And I love his perspective. I love the way his mind works because it's the complete opposite of mine. Yeah, he's so opposite of me. And we're talking oil and vinegar over here. We talk about that in the podcast, but I look at all the friends that I have and he reminds me of Elliot in the sense of we just come from two completely different worlds, different perspectives, different backgrounds. We were raised differently. It's just... Yeah, you'd think we don't have much in common. Um, Well, we don't. (laughs) Well, we do. We have some things in common. Uh, But again, we just come from two different worlds. And I love that. I love having conversations with him. And we go into the weeds with it, with all different topics. Nothing is off limits with Jason and I. And it's a judge-free zone. And and I definitely look at Jason getting engaged to Caitlin, you know, having my best friend so happy. And then I just happen to love, be obsessed with the guy that she's marrying. He's he's a catch. He's a really good human. And I love our little pod, Caitlin, Jason, and I. We always just crack up, have the best time hanging out. And I'm going to leave Nashville with a full heart and a full belly because Jason definitely knows how to throw it down at a restaurant. He always just goes full throttle, balls to the wall, which I freaking love about him. I didn't expect to get close to Jason. I didn't anticipate that I'd become such close friends with him. But you know what? It just happened. And I was like, I got to embrace this. The J-Lo bromance was born. And yeah, one of the best things to come out of this godforsaken pandemic. So on today's episode, I love this conversation with Jason. He gives some great perspective, some wonderful insight, and we're just shooting the shit and having a good time. And I'm glad that you guys get to be part of this. Of course, with every conversation with Jason, I always end up going overtime. So I'm turning this one into a two-part special. That's right. You're going to get a double dose of the J-Lo bromance. So it's this week's episode, and then we'll continue the convo next week. Um, But I love every single second of it. And, uh, Yeah, I'm sure you will too. This one's definitely going to put a smile on your face. So without further ado, uh, let's jump into today's very special J-Lo bromance episode. Hit it. Okay, and we're live. Here we go, Jay. Welcome to the Low Life Podcast, the number one guest. Well, I well not number one. 
the queen's number one, being honest. Yeah. People okay. love the I queen. Love Mama her Bear. to be number one, low show. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say, like, almost tied, strong contender, Jason Tardick. It's coming an honor. in hot. Let's go. People it's an honor. love you, as no, do I. Maybe it's because we love each other. I think people could feel that over the mic. The little water oil combo we got going. We have nothing in common. Little peanut butter and jelly. That's a nice pairing. Yeah. yeah. I like better? oil and vinegar, okay. yin and yang, yeah. chocolate, vanilla. vanilla. Would you say you're chocolate or vanilla? Absolutely chocolate. You think I'm... <laughs> um, yeah. You heard that passive aggressiveness? <laughs> would, you, would you be chocolate? It's my favorite. Jason Tardick? It's my favorite flavor. Is it? Oh. Well, okay. Well, I guess if we were to... A good pairing for us, I'd say would be like a delicious wine. You could be the wine classy culture and what will you be the well done steak that you order oh. low or the steak well done i almost puked and left it wow you coming hot blazing <laughs> on this show i'm so curious to people listening out there how do you order your steak if you're a, a meat eater in nashville tennessee oh let me set the scene for people there's only one answer let low. me just set the tone Welcome set the scene i'm here eating. live in nashville tennessee coming to you hot from red meat country <laughs> i'm here at caitlin and jason's home but i'm recording this live from jason tardic studio so jason has an in-home studio that he's created it smells like a rich lawyer <laughs> who sued so many people and made a lot of money. It but I like, don't sue people, nor am I a lawyer. But you make a lot of money. Have you been into an, a lawyer's office? Many. One that really? Yeah, I have Why clients have who are lawyers. Oh. I've been sued and I have lines. You've uh, been clients. sued. Sure have. Who has sued you? Let's not get into it on this episode, <laughs> but. If you don't get a cease and desist, you're not trying? That's right. If you don't get a restraining order at some point. That, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> No restraining orders for me. I had a lawyer for, and, and my accountant, like his office smells the same too. It's kind of like this leather chair mm -hmm. mixed with an expensive cologne with a splash of sandalwood. It's very sandalwood. butch smell. What's I love sandalwood? It. Uh, it's a, what's a wood, but it's also a fragrance that's common in a lot of different uh, colognes and stuff. Sandalwood You've notes. called me butch 55 times this trip. And you have 56. never called me butch before. By the way, for anyone that hasn't picked up on it, I, when I'm with Low, I start talking like Low. As soon as I leave, like I say, literally, literally. <laughs> Wait, I've always called you Butch. You I have? have, yeah. Do you have documentation of that? I do because I journal everything and I take videos of every moment I don't we have together. Call you calling me Butch? Well, the fact that we watch football together, Buffalo Bills, and you like to shotgun Bulls. beers. Yep. Well, why and... we didn't do that once this trip? How sad. We'll do it tonight. Okay, before okay. you go. Yeah. But okay, going back to your butch office, which is great. Yeah. I love it. But ordering a steak. Mm -hmm. There we are. Yeah. Okay. So we're in your butch office. Yeah. It's a beautiful. I'm happy here. Yeah. I feel very happy. Need some but we're getting there. No, it's nice. It smells lovely. Mm. Uh, back to ordering steak. This okay. fancy steakhouse in, uh, was it downtown? It was, yeah, it was at the W. The W Hotel. The it's called the Dutch. Little shameless plug for the Dutch in Nashville. Yeah. But the steak that I ordered, well, I wanted it medium well, not well done. I don't think that's a bad thing. Medium well. Medium, like slightly pink. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't need the fur. Don't need it to be red. Don't want it to be mooing. You don't. Well, I think you get a steak to whatever you think. I like best it like carne asada. But if you, if you want a steak medium well, what's the point of like getting a nice steak? I just don't feel like having blood on my plate. That's the whole point. I don't. It's need for flavor. Blood. You don't, you don't have blood on your plate with a medium rare. 
You medium just get, you get rare. Pink, pink in the middle. It's not dripping. It's almost blood. red. It's not like a horror movie. It's, it's red. Like saw. It's pretty vibrant. It's beautiful. So you're down for that. And then also, you don't like <laughs> steak sauce. No, it's a beautiful piece of meat. You're spending 50 to 70 to 80, maybe $100 on a piece of meat. Enjoy the piece. I can't do it. I want A1. <laughs> you want A1? I want A1 steak sauce. Jay, are you going to tell me that you don't love A1 steak sauce? No, I actually hate it. What? Yeah, if I'm going to get any type of sauce with my steak, it's going to be a creamy horseradish. Oh, a little sick. spice, just like a Bloody Mary. Really? Yeah. I like A1 steak sauce Maybe in my Bloody Mary, too. You don't oh my like God. Bloody Marys. You're a fake Bloody Mary. Lover. I love Bloody Marys. Because I made you one once and you didn't drink it. You put horseradish in it. Yeah, kick it up a notch. I thought you That's liked the, the one space. flavor. I love spice. spice. Like jalapeno, habanero. I even put tahini in there for you. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I'm down for spice. Horseradish is such a distinct flavor that it's just not my thing. Just like uh, Dijon mustard's not my thing. You love it, though. You love a good, uh, what's it called? Grey Poupon? Yeah, it's great. Fancy rich people <laughs> mustard. You grew up pretty affluent. No. Very wealthy. Mm -mm. And you've maintained that lifestyle. Mm -mm. <laughs> Middle yeah. class, baby. Through and through. Oh, I like a that. True Buffalonian. Yeah. Grind and, it out. And your and your parents uh a working class and then they, you know, built something strong for themselves. Is there a question there? I'm just <gasps> curious. Well, is that the truth? I don't know. I just said that. They came from nothing to make something. Oh. Or were they kind of always have had money? I mean, my my father's parents were, my, you know, my dad's father served for a while. And then he opened up a bunch of small businesses. Got a purple heart. Yeah, purple heart. Casual. He's, Jason yeah. dropped that one. His yeah, grandfather. Shot in the Korean War. My grandpa host. was in the Korean War, too. Didn't oh get a purple heart. God. Well, he was left. He was shot, left behind. And the guy that he reported to him was told not to go back and get him, that they had to exit. And he sprinted back, got my grandfather, and brought him back. Lieutenant Dan. L Lieutenant Dan. He can no, him. Forrest Gump. More You're, like Forrest Gump. No, yeah, he went back and got yeah, Lieutenant went back Dan. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan. Who is my grandfather? And then my other side, my mother's side, um, my grandmother was a, uh, a teacher, professor, and my uh, grandfather was an a endodontist, oral surgeon, and, and taught in dental school. There's good money in that. <laughs> what are we on? Trading secrets? <laughs> Breaking oh, down the money. That's Jay's podcast, by the way, Trading Secrets. Trading and the last secrets. time you were on my show, your podcast hadn't even launched oh, yet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So now it's up and running. It's doing very well. People love it. Hello? I do too. I'm an avid listener. Also, I feel like I like to listen just because I I feel like I could hang out with you. Oh. Yeah. Even though you're in sharp chat. 
shark mode. I go into shark mode. It's not, it's, it's conversational, like 10%, 90%. I need the meat from the people and the industries that we're talking to. I want to know it all. Yeah. He wants to get in the weeds. In I the did weeds. your show and it was a lot. It was so good to have you on my show. And anyone that's listening, that's a big fan, shameless plug of low mm. who loves the whole idea of fashion, everything from the retail stores that you walk into yeah. to the idea of what the biggest celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio pay for a red carpet. We cover it. And it was so Made me much very uncomfortable. fun. And Lo <laughs> talks about how much he charged me greedy Pennies. man how much he charged me to style and i tell you guys so go check that episode yeah out. he definitely got a deal let's just put it that way questionable <laughs> but i will be uh styling jason for his wedding oh you will so with big life oh, moments wait. i did we is that sign sealed delivery? we haven't signed the deal mo- <laughs> memo yet the deal memo for me styling jay's wedding hasn't been signed and the thing is yeah i've done a lot of weddings okay and for I mean, I consider you and Caitlin best friends of Besties. mine, family, family, obsessed, familia. But what I've noticed is when I go into doing a wedding for someone, it is a lot of work. And I, I did one wedding for a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I made that their wedding gift. And it was the, like, I'm going to style your wedding is your wedding gift. And Interesting. it was the biggest mistake I could have made only because there was so one, I'm not the only one involved in it. It's not just me styling it. I have a team. So they, I was putting them to work as well um, for this particular friend. It was just a lot that went into it. And I was like, this is a really aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> Actually, I think this is a good discussion top. So in, in trading secrets, all we talk about is like the money and industries and people that are lost within anything related to money, finance, and career navigation. And this is a topic we actually haven't talked about, but one I desperately have been meaning to bring up on the podcast. What is that, Boo? And I'm curious if you're okay if we discuss it. Well, we'll just edit it out it if we're not. Yeah, wedding <laughs> gifts. Yeah, like, wedding w- gifts. I feel like, you know, with COVID, we had this like year and a half, two year break with weddings. Inflation is off the charts. Like, what is an appropriate wedding gift like how much should you be bringing to a wedding that's the thing every family is different it's also very cultural like i know italians like to throw it down for weddings they don't even do gifts most italian weddings that i not that i've been to a ton of italian weddings but my italian friends cash envelope boom there you go and they know like basically you should put enough cash in the envelope to cover the dinner and also give a nice something something to the bride and groom to send them on their way so is that do you think hispanics latinos are very similar in that way so that's like standard etiquette yeah so uh, i always do cash or check but you're saying cover your meal or you and your plus one's meal plus some plus something nice for the okay that's kind of like what i think is appropriate for a gift so depending on what the venue is or whatever so you're looking at like okay you know oh they're having this at like you know a tony roma's or they're gonna have it at a red robin a low trading like little how do you do like you go to the wedding and then you vet you like check it out and no you give i come the with the after. gift ready i see it on the invitation oh this is a destination wedding oh they're gonna have it wherever this really fancy hotel it's hmm. gonna cost it they're having it at the beverly wilshire hotel wow that's an expensive wedding i know the gotcha. venue costs a fortune so i better deliver with the gift because i know it costs a lot to oh. probably have this wedding the thing is, it depends on the people too. Are they startup? Are they just starting their life, trying to get enough money to buy a cute little cottage and hopefully have a kid one day? <laughs> or are you going to a wedding of a guy who you go into his office and he has a $50,000 check waiting in the top drawer, waiting to be cashed, and it's months old. He's just sitting on $50,000. I was like, wow. He's like, oh, shoot. 
Gotta what, get to uh, that. Gotta you, get to what that. What exactly are you referring to, Lux? So I'm just saying, if the money's coming in, Jay's very comfortable. <laughs> it was not months old, okay? Well, I and mean, you also went thinking it. You if I had a fifty thousand right dollar check, I would cash it within an hour, about thirty minutes. <laughs> I'd be like, "Can you just Venmo me the money? Don't even send a check." Like that's where I'm at, and you've built a beautiful life for yourself. As is Caitlin. You are beautiful, though. Thank you for that. Your no, skin is glowing. <laughs> buttering my nashville biscuits right now <laughs> the thing is jay knows how to play me like a fiddle what do you mean because i'm talking about money he's like enough of this Lo, you're beautiful look at that skin no but i think when it comes to weddings of like someone like you and caitlin sure. for example sure i go into it with the perspective you guys don't technically need anything you both have you know this beautiful home a life that you've built for yourself if anything you know it'd be more of a thoughtful gift is the mm -hmm. route to go okay. or like a gesture of like something you know kind yeah, but i don't yeah. think you guys are hurting for a blender is what i'm getting at. i get you yeah. you know what i mean I like, it's not like a startup i mean like, we could actually we do have a nice blender we didn't have something the other day and we're like how a, do we not have they didn't this? have a spoon <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a freaking Caitlin, <laughs> why? This gorgeous this home like in Nashville. I, like, all right, someone, let's get. We're really bad in the I kitchen was making, utensils. Department. I was making dinner, and it was Caitlin, so good. By the way, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was nice to cook for you. I did it like a little pesto Italian night. Oh. It was yeah, a little shrimp. It was nice, uh, but I was looking for a spoon and uh, a serving spoon to serve the pasta that I prepared and the shrimp and everything. And uh, Caitlin has the cutest like wooden serving spoon, but it has a heart carved in the middle of it. Like I'm in like Polly Pocket's little home. <laughs> it was really sweet. Like I liked it. It was a good look for like Pinterest or something, but it wasn't good for like scooping up noodles because there's a heart in the middle of it. <laughs> They're, falling through. They're falling through it. So anyway. Uh, that should be on your wedding registry. A good spoon from your local Target. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably actually putting that on the list of something to buy. Uh, gifts like that. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Uh, but I think for the most part, most people register. So go off the registry or get cash. Or if you don't know like the venue or something or you're yeah. not sure, my suggestion to any listeners out there is to look at the gift registry and pick an item that you feel comfortable with paying for and give that amount in cash. That's a great, I've never in my life career ever bought something off the registry, but I think that's the best advice I've ever heard for a gift. Yeah. Look at something up, but is the registry also for wedding the shower? Is it just for the shower too, or for just for the wedding or for the shower? Oh, too? usually from what I've seen, it's just for a wedding, uh, okay. the actual wedding reception got gift. it uh, but for showers people are doing like lingerie and stuff like that i don't think people are hmm. getting full-blown like ice makers and things at like a bachelorette really? or bridal no from every bridal i guess like brunch i've gone to sure. it's usually like thoughtful gifts for the bride just like the bachelor party can i tell you something i feel like bridal showers would be the worst what? like you all gather up and it's good to see your friends but then you just sit there and watch the bride for like hours just open up gifts. depends on that bride. can't be fun well that feels more like a baby shower vibe because the bridal showers that i've gone to are like incredible meals they'll do like a wine tasting sometimes oh, it's like a I, fun hangout i think you're right and I then think i'm thinking baby shower and then they'll do yeah baby you're shower right. they'll do more of that shower. okay yeah but bridal shower is like a good hangout sesh you can open some gifts but most of the time from the brides that i've been part of their day yeah uh no they're not really opening too many gifts Got it's it. more just hanging out drinking having a good time okay cool yeah cool. like a bachelorette pre-bachelorette yeah, yeah 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 
Anyway, where were we going with this, Jay? You're getting married. I'd like to style your wedding. There we are. Okay, if you could uh, <laughs> submit a proposal to restart at Jay's entire no, I have kidding. thousands of dollars. He's the cheapest person I've ever <laughs> I am I'm conscious. No, he's, you're actually very generous. You and Caitlin are very generous. Probably yeah. the most ge- well, I have some generous friends, but you guys are up there for sure That's in so hospitality nice. and generosity, always. That's so nice and you're too. such a class act. I love Jay. You're the type of guy which I love, respect. That's why you're a father figure to me. Love. Because when we <laughs> love you, when we go out, love Jay's you, the son. type of guy that will always fight to put his card down first without Ooh. even looking at the bill. He always puts. Uh. He's just that type of guy and i think you would do that no matter what your uh checking account looked like you're generous like that because you're all about the experience i've noticed that about you yeah if you're having a good time everyone's drink like you never are like worried about like oh we shouldn't get that's too much like you just want everyone to enjoy themselves because it's all we we only have so many experiences in our life and kaylin even said to me for my birthday or birthday do you want a gift or experience i said neither she goes you have to decide i go without a doubt the easiest decision experience experience really Really? so many of those in your life like a gift it's just gonna sit there collect out who cares whatever yeah you can buy yourself i'll remember forever like i will remember our little night out on nashville just you and i just going bar to bar to bar i'll remember that forever yeah probably spent what four or five hundred bucks three five i don't know whatever it was the best i'll remember that chapter it was the best four or five hundred bucks ever spent it was talk about it for so long yeah and I like, didn't even know if I could get closer to you. And then that night happened. And that night happened. <laughs> it was the best. We just went bar to bar. We're, we're hanging out. We yeah. were saying karaoke. We were at a very like, um, how would you describe that karaoke bar? Which I said, Like a white honky tonk? White honky tonk. White people honky tonk. <laughs> I said, let's sing Queen. This and guy. Lo was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what? I know every word. Same. As do I. I love Freddie Mercury. But we go to this bar and it is, here's the thing for my people listening out there. I love Nashville. It's actually one of my favorite places to visit. Caitlin and Jason being a big reason why. Yeah. Uh, but this particular bar, I was listening to the songs that everyone was singing. It was put in the freaking in country people <laughs> love country music so they were all singing like country type songs or bon jovi and there was like really no in between that that's true and you know i looked out into the crowds and it was you know it was a, a lot of vanilla i was saying <laughs> i was a little spice added to the equation jason has a nice glow going too so he has a little bit of a brown vibe to him too uh but i thought if i'm gonna go up here i'd want to sing selena bitty bitty bomb bomb but i know that's gonna go over like a fart in church <laughs> if i start singing that or jay suggesting singing queen like yeah. they're gonna be like who's that gay dude singing a gay song i just didn't feel comfortable <laughs> really belting it out in that way or singing like a good rap song or something like a funny like or a tlc mm. would have been great mm. i would have loved i would have been left eye t boz you country grammar we both nailed nelly that the other day would have loved country grammar nelly <sighs> but i just didn't think that was the vibe of the place and i just well next maybe we'll go tonight and go sing somewhere Should okay we sing? it's your last night nashville Should we go like, sing oh. somewhere yeah i would love that sure let's do that. i'm down well, but let's do that. but that night was incredible and I had so much fun. And again, people recognizing you is hilarious to me. People shouting out, Jason, we love you. Like they're big fans. Lowe's like, aren't you this guy who was like 18 years ago on this washed up <laughs> reality show? Like, why do they care? I'm like, I, I don't know. But you know, it was really cute. Not only did nice. people recognize you, they recognize us. They did. That was Lo. sweet. Lowe and I, I don't know if Lowe will tell us, so I'm going to tell Lowe and I had a little sushi night. 
Yeah. As you get low, I will say, I think real quick detour. I think you and I probably had like 80% of the time together this trip and you, Kaylin and you had like 20%. <laughs> but anyway, Lo and I had a little night because Judy had a shoot. Yeah, so, she was busy working. Uh, but I mean, I had time shoot. with her, but in the evenings, but in the evenings. And then, well, it's just like the time that I came up, just to touch on that, why little Judy, who I call um, Caitlin, that's her nickname, Judy. Judy Garland reference. Yeah, She's inside little, story. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure the listeners know. But anyway, she worked her ass off and would. It was a lot like Judy Garland, the movie. Anyway, she also had what she would say. It's not sharing too much information. Sure. The cramps were real. It was that time of the month. And she was like, I am in so much pain. Yeah. Um, so that night she's like, I'm going to sit this one out. Yep. And so she didn't go out with us to the bars. Oh, that was so, Friday. I'm talking about the sushi night. That was, oh, that was another night sushi she had to, night. to work. But I wanted, that was a, that was a really funny thing though, is that uh, Lo and I had sushi. Yeah. And this goes back to the comment you made, people recognizing us together. Yeah. A woman came up. It was beautiful. It was perfect. As we're just eating sushi, she yeah. just puts her head right in between the little J-Lo combo <laughs> and says, I'm glad you guys aren't eating McDonald's today and walks away. <laughs> Epic. Loved Epic. it. That was the perfect way that of being was... like, I know who you guys are, but I'm not about to like ruin. But enjoy like, your meal, yeah, sir. Enjoy your meal. Have a good night. That was great. Yeah, that was really sweet. And I've had a couple other people, even in the airport, people recognize me. Like they're like, J-Lo's back. <laughs> Two people on my flight. J-Lo's back. It's very cute. <laughs> J-Lo forever. It's wild to me. Should we get J-Lo tats? 100%. I would do it. Would you? What if you betray me, though? Mm, I think you have more of a chance of betraying me, Judas. <laughs> I don't trading secrets over here. Mm -mm, like, I don't trust you. But that would solidify a tattoo. You have to get one for Kate. Like, there's no way. Little Caitlin Bristow. My first tattoo ever is it's just for J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, no. Get a sparrow or something cute for her. She doesn't even like we'll birds. I know, but she has a sparrow on her arm. Okay. I was trying to figure out direction to go with this episode. There's yeah. so many directions I could go with you. I think the the typical thing that most people would assume is to go finance with you. Yeah. You're a brilliant business mind. Mm -hmm. Great with finances. So nice you love. It's true. I mean, every word of it. I think, yeah, I think you know your shit. Thanks. You're love. very well versed in the topic. So I feel comfortable in talking about my finances with you. But yes. what I've realized is I'm like, that's a really easy topic to go. And now Jason has a successful podcast and people can dive into the world of finances and all that shit. Stocks, they call him the Dow Jones daddy over here. <laughs> and people can dive into that through your podcast. Yes. We'll touch on it a little on this one. Sure. The main thing I thought okay. is I have these conversations with you and I've I've had amazing like very deep, long, beautiful discussions that have gone well into three, four, five in the morning, some of them. We get in the weeds. We definitely get in the deep. weeds. Some of it involves a little edible. Maybe mm -hmm. sometimes there's a little joint involved. Mm -hmm. Maybe a cocktail mm -hmm. or a nice bottle of Voss yes. sponsor. Not mine. With collagen. Sure. It's actually great. <laughs> water. Anyway, but we have these beautiful conversations and I've journaled a lot of them. So I thought this would be a great direction to go in the episode with you is okay. you've given me some great advice. You've uh, given me some wonderful perspective. Mm -hmm. Some of it I agree with. Some of it I don't. It's and okay. I think that's, that's the beauty of conversation. That's what makes our relationship amazing, yeah. too, is we challenge each other constantly. Yeah. You always buck everything I say intentionally, perhaps. But I think hmm. I love that side of you that all, like you're. 
for someone who uh, always plays devil's advocate, mm-hmm. there's that person. Mm-hmm. You're the devil. <laughs> You're the devil and the advocate. That was a nice way of you <laughs> calling me the devil. <laughs> Sick. You always play devil's advocate, but I appreciate that in you. Okay. And you always see both sides of the equation. And sure. I think that actually makes for someone who's very well rounded, gives great advice, and offers wonderful perspective. That being said, I want to dive into a little bit of life advice with you because you've had some big life transitions. You have Mm -hmm. a big one coming up, Mm -hmm. getting married. So Mm -hmm. I thought, and you're in your 30s right now, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you're seasoned and I don't know, you're in a place where you have perspective of like a 50 something year old, you know, with some of the stuff you've been through. Okay. I get that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, A young spirit, but I'm saying the wisdom you have. Sure. So that's nice of you, Lo. Well, I mean, just give me a little pump a tire, pump a little pump, pump. So I want to get into that right now. First step into it. First learning life lessons with Jason Tardick. What an honor. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about is a little sip of my drink. You you gave me a little preview into your book. Jason's releasing a book very soon. Mm-hmm. He let me read the, the first chapter and I loved it. But oh. one thing I was surprised to read about was you've suffered with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had to take pills. You've been all drugged up. <laughs> on, like, on <laughs> Jason's popping pills left and right. Little Xanax to get him through a meeting or the SSRI. SSRI. Blockers. Yep. Okay. No, no, no. SSRIs and beta blockers are beta blockers. Thank you. But you were taking things to help with your anxiety, Mm -hmm. and you were working this corporate job, miserable, making money, doing great things, and I guess by all standards in American society of the Mm -hmm. American dream, making shit happen for himself, Mm -hmm. working his way up the corporate ladder, not having to sleep with anyone, not having to suck any dicks. (laughs) He was doing it the old-fashioned way, just. Working hard. And which new way are people just banging and sucking dick? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are doing it. Have you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just putting me out on blast. <laughs> this career I built for myself <laughs> sucking a whole lot of dick. No, I haven't had to do that, thankfully. But I wouldn't put it past me but early low. Not current day me. But for, for the right opportunity. Well, never say never in life. <laughs> but no, I have I'm some morals kidding. and respect for myself. But I, I'd say like 20-something-year-old low, like 20-year-old low, 19-year-old, impressionable, sure. wide-eyed, green to the industry. Might have sucked a dick mm. if I had to. But I didn't okay. need to. Thank God. Good for you. Okay. Thank well, I mean, you. Like, if you <laughs> Small win. <laughs> Small win for low. Yeah. Good. Yeah, for mankind, yeah. huh? <laughs> anyway. God. This podcast. <laughs> So I want to say in that situation that you had where you were in corporate America and you left, there are many lessons I'm sure you've had and you've dived into enough of them with your book that's coming out. Mm -hmm. But what would you say is one major life lesson you got from from, I guess, breaking from the career norm or what would be right for you to do and doing something completely different on your own, taking a bit of a leap? What would be the biggest lesson from something like that? Oh my God, I, there are so many lessons low to that question. I'm gonna I'm gonna take what the first one that came to mind as opposed to like the best one. The first one that came to mind 
is in your life, if you, and I found myself doing this all the time, if you constantly feel as though you're putting yourself in positions or you're committing yourself to different uh, time scheduled events or there's things that you're committing to, whether it's work, it's, it's personal, whatever it may be, and you find as though like naturally your intuition is like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it right? Yeah. I know I have to do it. I got to do it because I need the check. I got to do it because I have to pay my mortgage. I have to do it because it's my boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, what I found myself is for 10 years, that concept I was doing thousands of times over in a 24-hour period. I'm going to write this email for them. I'm going to go to this meeting. I'm going to say it this way for them. I'm going to talk this way. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to dress this way. I'm going to look this way. I'm going to do this for them and do that for them. And the thing is, is, is that like a pleaser side of you? Well, it was like, it was kind of like the corporate side of me. Well, first of all, is that I kind of buried myself with the student debt with the MBA. Oh, and the shit. second thing is like, I found in corporate America, the only way to succeed is to exceed expectations in what you're doing and also please those people that are making the decisions and have the power to move you ahead. Mm. And it worked. And yeah. all those decisions I made for everyone else, it worked because I was, uh, I was getting pushed up the corporate ladder at a rate I never expected. You were making so, good money because you were what, not, like 33? Yeah, no, no, no. I left. I'm 33 right now. Oh, sorry. So I left. <laughs> I ended up leaving corporate America around 29-ish, but from 21, one month out of school until then, it was full speed ahead. Go where you need to go. Dress how I got to dress. Cut my hair when I got to cut my hair in the right places I'm at. Um, act a certain way and pick up. And as far as New York to Seattle, I left because they said, here's an opportunity. And I said, of course, why would I not go? And so I guess my overall take is it will catch up to you. If you yeah. are continuing to work in a career you don't feel comfortable with or associating yourself with people or doing things that you know your intuition is a little bit saying no, it will catch up to you and it'll take you down and you got to make yourself happy before you can make anyone else happy. Your corporate world, your personal world, anything. Wow. So if someone's listening to this right now and they're miserable in the line of work they're in or they did it because it just pays the right what they need to survive and have the life that they want. Your advice to them would be if yeah, so I, I find think, something you love. Well, I think it's not only a professional, I think it's personal. Maybe you're with a significant other in which you find as though it's always one-sided. You're always doing something else for them. You're always sacrificing something. And no matter what it is, whether it's personal, financial, it's professional, my, my, my biggest takeaway from at least this conversation would be start to take mental notes because it will catch up to you. It will catch up to you and a change eventually will have to happen. That could be in your relationship. That could be leaving work. That could be financially changing your habits. Take note of that. And the quicker you take note, to, uh, note of your intuition and doing things that you want to do for you to make you happy, the faster you'll be on the right track to where you need to go in life to find your purpose and your overall happiness and satisfaction. It's yeah. What was the breaking point for you? Is there something that happened where you're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I can't do it anymore. I'm there's, out. There's a lot of things that happen. There are many breaking points along oh, the way. Okay. And that's pretty much like if I had to summarize the restart roadmap, which is the book that's coming out uh, next year, I would tell you that every chapter showcases a breaking point for me. And whether it was in the re uh, reality TV space or it was in the corporate America space or it was anything that I, my eyeballs have seen from zero to 33, I talk about where I broke down, where I've seen it in other worlds yeah. and where people can learn and how they can better themselves in everything from branding to applications to personal life to financial management, et cetera. Yeah. Well, then you end up doing Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
bold move for you to be on national television. Takeaway, learning lesson from that. The biggest learning lesson from being on a huge reality show. Biggest learning lesson from that. For the most part, I think everybody loved you. You were a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, I still see people referencing. What was that one guy who just was like, I need to be like Jason? Um, oh, this guy. Yeah, he was just on the slap. Emulate. Emulate. Yeah. What he said. Yeah, I want to emulate Jason so I could win, which I get. But is there a takeaway? You're like, okay, of everything I did, um, it's great. But this was a little, uh, a little learning lesson for you. Oh my God! From there being on reality so television, so many learning for anyone lessons. listening to this right now that wants to go on reality All right, TV. Here, here's what I'm going to say: <laughs> well, they could apply this probably to their normal life too. I'm sure. Lo, I have so many takeaways from the show. We could do a full podcast on all the takeaways from being on reality TV. Again, the first one that comes to mind, yeah. without having any preparation of these questions in advance, is going to be really, really work on the person that you believe you are as a human and the person you are projecting to the world and benchmark that with the closest people to you. And the reason I say that is because the bachelor experience was this crazy accelerated experience where in just a very short time, the person you are versus the person that is projected becomes instantly the person that you are projecting to millions of Americans who make their quick judgment of you. Yeah. And the big takeaway we love I, to judge. I, the, but, but the big takeaway I have from that is that's happening every day. Whether you are in meetings, whether you're in interviews, whether you're meeting your significant other's family, what you think you are versus what you are projecting, are those different? And where do you need to line those things? Because I could tell you when I walked in that mansion, I'll never forget the feeling. The first thing I thought was, oh my God, look at all these these guys are, I was the shortest one in the room. They're tall. They're (laughs) handsome. You know, one guy's a pro NFL player. One person's a pro baseball player. The other guy's a pro MLB, MLB soccer player. Everyone's these like huge things. And the instant you got past their titles and their looks and what they were wearing, Mm -hmm. 90, no, I don't want to say 90, 70% of them were complete douchebags. And guess what? 70% of them got projected as complete douchebags because that's what they are. And well, so they always say too to with that. Is, it's like the edit. The edit makes the them look edit, right. Like if you're an asshole, the edit will make you look like a huge asshole. And if yeah. you're nice, the edit will make you look really nice. And you'll go through your whole life thinking you are something versus what you're projecting. And until you can make sure that those two things are aligned, it is going to be a struggle for your life. Yeah. Perception is everything. Perception is have everything and go to the people in your peer group and have an open ass conversation. Mm. Say, what do you mm. think of me? What do you think my flaws are? What do you think? Oh, wow. Have you done that? How do you think? I, I, I actually, I talk a lot about this exercise in the book. I have. I would love to answer that question off air. You can answer it on air. What are your biggest weaknesses and what are your, what was the other one? What do you think my biggest weaknesses are? Wow. What, wait, can I also give your uh, biggest strengths too? Yeah, I think you could do that. I'll tell you where I talked about this a lot is like when with my job that I talk, this is what I talk about in the book is I went to my parents, I went to close friends, and I said, like, when I tell you what I do for work and where I work and what I am, tell me what comes to your brain. And I, like, would oh, write down what it yeah. is. And a lot, it's funny that the words that they thought, they were saying, like, successful, uh, balanced, extremely passionate. All the, a lot of the words that my closest people thought about me and my career, when I compared them, like, how I felt, couldn't have been different. Oh, sad. And it was a really sad moment. Yeah. 
Because you so, were miserable, but they all thought you were But what great. was interesting is like the way when I went, when I, my job was to the side and I was on the show mm-hmm. and I had no phone and no TV and no work and no emails, the person I want to be in life, the person I think I am is the person I acted even when like was put in this f***ed up scenario of these like super alphas and you're competing for a woman and all this stuff. I'm like, could still just be me. Yeah. Wow. And then you ended up doing the right thing and leaving and making yourself happy. I got dumped. Oh, wait, what? You said leaving. Oh, I think you meant the show. Oh, well, you did get dumped dumped on that. (laughs) From Becca, right? Becca, yep. Who, by the way, just I don't even want to do the like, what are your flaws? We don't need to do that on this show. We could do it tonight over a little. We'll do it tonight uh, over dinner. Glass of boss. (laughs) Yeah. No, but uh, just to pivot to you being on that show, Caitlin was just telling me yesterday when we were having a little breakfast together that you and Becca are still good homies. But were you in love with Becca at one point? Truthfully, did you love her? Like you were so (laughs) deeply in love. But like, and by the way, Caitlin's, she's like, they're friends. That's cool. Like she's, and Becca's in a relationship right now. I love Becca Kufrin. I think Mm -hmm. she's very sweet. I got to meet her a few times through you guys. But Caitlin was telling me that, yeah, not only are you guys homies, um, but you guys have all hung out. Yeah. Oh, plenty of times. Yeah. What's going on here, little swingers? What's happening? (laughs) No, we've hung out. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. Knowing I would have a tough time. What? This is outrageous. First of all, I'd have a tough time hanging out with someone knowing that my fiance had made out with the person. I don't know if I could be hanging out with them. So if we made out. Well, I think uh, let's just start with this. I think in the bachelor, I know you didn't go to fantasy suites. In the bachelor, that's that's what I'm saying. All we did was kiss. So no, yeah, we kissed. And in the bachelor nation world, you have to get very comfortable with that. For example, you know, I know Nick Vial very well, right? He had Thanksgiving with me, you, and Caitlin the other oh uh, my last God. time. Uh, I've seen Caitlin. In, I've been in the back of a stage where Caitlin and Nick are doing a live show and doing a meet and greet. Oh, I was there too. I've been in a stage where Caitlin and Nick are doing their co hosting an iHeart giveaway. So you're okay uh, with I've that? Seen, uh, ben Higgins is a very close friend of mine. They had a fantasy night together. Um, so I can keep going, but I won't. I mean, the, the point is, <laughs> is that like, it, like history is history. It is what it is. And to hold, I think, in my opinion, history against anyone is just like bullshit. It's bull- like it. That was a part of I my don't story. Say it's, a, it's not no, no, no. against and anyone. Part, That's not Nick's, how I hold it. Nick's still, like Nick and Caitlin have a history. Nick and Ben have a history. They it's, hooked up. They went, ben? ben came in third and they had fantasy suites together. I don't want to know Got those it. details. I'm no, I was like, no, details. I thought Nick and Ben might have had a side relationship oh, as a gay couple. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the low Are life. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing again, little so freaking curveball. Tall Catholic and beautiful man with a little bit of middle <laughs> Midwest spice style and then yeah. a little low vibe rump. And you guys have a great threesome. Wow. No, but I think there. that's my point is like with Caitlyn being like with her exes, with her exes, or, with Caitlyn's exes, and then like me making out with that or whatever, uh, like or quote what? unquote being in love. Yeah, like it's there's what's weird about that. I don't find much weird about that. Good for you guys. Yeah. I think that's progressive. And also, well, things are on national television. It's a lot different than the actual reality of it. Like I don't think, and Caitlyn kind of said this. Like, yeah, I think you know Jason might have cared a lot for Becca, but he wasn't like deeply in love with this person you didn't really have the foundation or the time to get to that point even if it was portrayed in that way on the screen for everybody to see 
just like Caitlin probably wasn't like deeply in love, enamored with Nick. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So they play they they yeah, kind yeah. of play it up a little bit. So it seems a lot deeper than it probably actually is in reality. That's what I think. So it's I think, probably easier to. Well, I also think the reality of the situation is your thinking isn't as clear as it would be if you weren't. You know, you're in a weird circumstance. You're two months, no friends, no family, no really guidance. Uh, you know, I. You know, you don't yeah. see other, you know, I think other than producers, we probably didn't really come across many females in our time. Like it's a just a different, <laughs> like during the show, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah, you're I just get with it. other males. Like it's a whole, it's a, a wild of... experiment that we need to get a psychologist to like really talk about. But I will really tell you though. this, like Becca's an unbelievable person. My experience on that show yeah. was fantastic. Um, and I think for like we both, it all ended the way it should. And she's, she was just on Paradise and she's with this guy. Uh, Thomas, now I've never met him. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Six five, six six, six six. Wow, monster, Giant. monster. Which Jason told me, by the way, taller people, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> they die sooner. Here's the thing: not to just go there. No, I didn't know that, but I googled it, and it's factual. If you are taller <laughs> as a male, or I guess if a tall female, six six female, whatever, um, but the life expectancy is a little bit shorter. Let's we'll get a doctor on to verify there's a well, cor- correlation. Good old uh, what is it? Uh, Wikipedia. By, also, by the way, Wiki health. The, the reason the reason this conversation ever came up with Lo and I had nothing to do with that. To- you transitioned from Thomas being six six, oh. and that's like we were like, yeah, but He's that's why. No, but very no. independent of one another. No, uh, I it came out just because I was talking about how I want to be taller, uh, and then it just yeah. He's but like, I said too, I would want to be taller too. Yeah, and he's like, well, but also, but also there's the flip side taller, of it. Like, yeah, yeah, if you Google it, you'll probably die sooner. So there's that. Anyway, I will just take our heights. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with the. Wait, you're six foot six one on a good day, six uh, foot on a bad day. I think if you put me like at the doctor's office, shoes off, I'm just over six foot. Give yeah, me a nice just over foot. cowboy boot. We could go to like six one and a half. Yeah, thirty two inch waist, a forty two inch chest, yes, fifteen and a half neck. Wow. Great measurements we're what dealing with here, know? folks. <laughs> <laughs> Prime steak. Medium well. Medium well. <laughs> the low way. I want to ask, what is the best business advice you've gotten and what's the worst business advice you've ever received? But we have to take a little bit of a break here, Jay, because we're going overtime. This episode, I mean, I'd like to do a three to six hour episode with you, but uh, we can't do that. Just, well, Podcast Nation says hour is the sweet spot. So we're going to end it here. If you're okay with that, but I'd love for you to come back. Lo, I would do six overtimes with you. So you tell me how long you want me to sit in this nice wooden chair. When my butt's getting a little sore. I will sit here and I will come back next week. Amazing. And we could do it all over again. And that's what we're going to do. So part two will be next week. And then you could give your best advice, your worst advice, relationship advice, some takeaways from your relationship before Caitlin. Mm. I'd love to touch on that. Yeah. And maybe we should have our own stand up show one day where we do like oh. opposites attract. Oh, I would. I would love that. <laughs> Could that be the we name? We would kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Start in LA and then bring it around to the country. Let's do it. <sighs> on your book tour. That's what we're going to do. Love. Love, right. love, love. <laughs> so, no, I hate to say goodbye, but I can't wait to say hello. Oh, uh, we'll leave it there then. In case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Truman Show reference. Yeah. The Jim Carrey of it all. Thank you, Jason. And we will see you next week, King. Can't wait to be here.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, we got some great episodes coming in hot for you for the holidays. I got Jason Tardick part two next week. I have my mama coming back. I have Caitlin Bristow, Canadian Maple Delight herself, will be here live at the Low Life Podcast headquarters for another episode. And yeah, some incredible guests I cannot wait to introduce you to. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast, but I wouldn't be able to even do this podcast. We wouldn't be able to put out a show, all this free content, if it weren't for you, the listener. So I just want to take a beat, take a moment and say thank you, gracias, from the bottom of my spicy little heart for taking the time to rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. That's what really helps the show out. I'm learning as we're going along here. You know, this is the first season of the Low Life Podcast, but from what I've been told by my producers is the best thing to help a new up-and-comer little shit show like ours is to (laughs) take the time to uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Also supporting the sponsors, that helps. But those reviews on Apple Podcasts are a game changer. Again, if you love a podcast and you want to support it, you know that's the best way to do it is, is taking the time to leave a review. And it can be anything you want it to be. I've had listeners who have written multiple reviews. So thank you for supporting us because, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And we can continue to put out free shows for you every week, possibly even two shows a week down the line. <gasps> that would be the goal. Mm. Putting it into the atmosphere, I would love to be able to do two podcast episodes a week. But again, uh, you taking the time to leave that review makes a huge difference. I read each and every single review, uh, and it could be whatever you want it to be. It could be a little dick emoji, throw an eggplant my way, a tamale, a rainbow, a salsa dancer, or you could actually write a message. But I read each and every single one of them, and I was trying to figure out a way to show my gratitude to the lowlifers. Of course, I'm saying thank you, but I want to show it with a love language and Of course, my top love language is gifts, so I'm opening up the Low Life Gifting Suite, and I'll be sending little treats, little Christmas treats to my low lifers, my kings and queens. So if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, make sure you put your Instagram handle, because I might just be seeing that Instagram handle sliding into your DMs and sending you some free shit. And who doesn't love free shit for the holidays? So... There's some amazing treats coming in hot for you. I have uh, hyaluronic serums, some great beauty products, gift cards, gift from our sponsors, sending a Keurig to someone, uh, a drinking Keurig. I had that promotion on my podcast, that commercial, uh, as well as a bunch of other fun stuff I got on Amazon and just stuff that I love that I'm obsessed with that I know you would probably love too. So if you want a chance to win, again, a little something, something, just make sure you leave your Instagram handle in the review on Apple Podcasts because I might just be sliding into those DMs. All right, so I want to shout out some listeners right now who took the time to leave a beautiful review on Apple Podcast. First one up coming in hot is Melissa Wolf. Melissa Wolf writes, five stars, a great smile every week. The Low Life Podcast is great. I look forward to it every week, and it's the first podcast I listen to. I love all the variety of people you have on, and it's so nice to get different perspective on different topics each week. Melissa, thank you for taking the time to write that. And yeah, I love some different perspectives. Seasonings of life. I feel like getting different perspective always just seasons you to have a, a much better, more thrilling life because you get to learn, you know, different people's opinions, perspectives, ideas, and it yeah, just adds a little bit more spice to all of our lives. So thank you for taking the time to write that. All right, next review comes from Jay Fergie Five. Jay Fergie Five writes. 
Forever favorite, five stars, one of my favorite podcasts and podcasters. I never miss an episode, so much so that I'm so sad when the newest episodes end. You're such a light low, and your honesty and compassion for the world around you is so inspiring. Oh, that's really sweet. She left a little dick emoji and a unicorn, a taco, a tamale, and a little chili pepper. Thank you so much for that, Jay Fergie Five. Uh, we have more episodes coming in for you, and I'm so glad you're enjoying them. And it's able to put a smile on your face. Like that's one of the goals of this podcast is hopefully you end up having a smile at some point during this podcast. All right, I have time for one more review. This one is coming in hot from Nicole G. Johnson. Nicole G. Johnson writes, My weekly smile, five stars. I came to the low life from Off the Vine. Two of my favorites are KB and Low. But every guest Low brings makes me feel like I'm meeting a new friend. Elliot, the Queen, and all the others just make me laugh and smile each week. Thanks, Low. Nicole Grace Johnson. What a beautiful name, Nicole Grace Johnson. And <laughs> thank you for leaving that review. The Queen is coming back for sure. Oh, I want to do an episode on traditions. I think that would be really fun, like to do a Christmas tradition episode. A lot of you are curious about the, the tree that we do every year. We pick a color. We'll dive into that. Also, tamales. We'll be whipping up some fresh tamales for you. So uh, I could talk about that as well. Yeah, giving me ideas over here. So yeah, I'll be brainstorming more topic ideas, more guests that I want to have on. I'm excited, but we're going to leave it there for this week. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Have yourself a chocolate martini, apply your serums, masturbate, celebrate, but don't forget to drink your water, boot dust. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with you.